0: Hey guys, welcome back to Sports Talk with C. First, I want to thank everybody who's been tuning in. It's greatly appreciated. So on this week's episode, we're going to, of course, talk about the NBA, but I do have an interview set up for you. The interview is with my little cousin, Coach Debo. He has coached at Sackett Rec, Rhode Island Crushed AAU, and also has coached for Times 2 Academy. He's also been doing some training for the last eight years. So let's now get into it. What's going on, cousin Debo?
1: What's going on, man? See, it's going on? Thanks for having me.
0: You know it. So, either Coach Debo, Trainer Debo, which one you go by? Debo. De- just Debo?
1: No coach, makes you feel a little old.
0: <laughs> so, why do you love basketball?
1: Why don't it? Basketball kept me out of so much trouble. Because we all know when I was a kid, oof, I was bad. But, man, basketball just changed everything, it made me see. Made me see a different thing, a different a different point of view of life.
0: Okay, so you see, as we said in the beginning, training or coaching, which one do you prefer more?
1: Training, love to coach, but training I think is just like a little bit more for me. You actually get to get someone better and then actually get to improve someone's game. Anybody can coach basketball and have a team full of talent and then seem like they know what they're doing. Everyone can't train basketball.
0: No, everyone. It's not something that. What do you, what type of skills that you need, in your opinion, to be a trainer?
1: Patience, a lot of patience. You have to actually know the. Like I, one saying I say is, don't just play the game, know the game. Anybody can play basketball. Like anybody can go outside and dribble the ball and throw the ball at the rim. How many people actually know know the game of basketball? Who studies it?
0: So I feel when you're a trainer, do you have to know history.
1: I believe you I know history. I know a little bit of everything for basketball. You have to know the history of the sport. You have to know because if you want certain player wants to do these drills, you want to see, you want to look up drills that guys have done before. So be Okay, Allen Iverson did it like this where he hesitated one foot and then came back to the left. If you don't know that history, then how are you going to teach it?
0: Okay, and what if you have a student that wants to learn one thing, but the parent wants you to teach them something else? How do you handle
1: that? I try to have the parent talk to the kid, talk to their kid, and figure out what they want to do together. Because... Two different things don't work. A kid just wants shooting. A parent wants everything else. It's going to collide right there. So I think if it has to, I let the parents know beforehand. Like, let the kids know we're going to work on. Give me a list of what you want so I can have that day planned out. So when the workout starts.
0: Okay. And when you're training and these kids come to you, is a parent, having a parent there, is that always good for them or does it make it worse for
1: the student? Make sure of both. I have some kids that love it, and I have some kids that very don't like it at all because their parents be like do it this way, do it that way, do it this way, do it better. Like, but it's about you- getting reps in, so it's okay if they miss a shot. It's not a game. You want to get the reps in where they gotta make it more to get more comfortable with doing the drill.
0: And do you explain that to their parents?
1: I do. I try to tell them like just relax, let him do, like let him get into his zone. But you get parents that they're just not gonna be <laughs> they're just not gonna be quiet anyway, so.
0: And how do you handle those parents?
1: Try to tell them to drop them up and pick them up later when the workout's over, pretty much, in a nice way.
0: Oh, okay. In a nice way. <laughs> so, from doing all your coaching and all your training, what is your ultimate career that you would like to um, see,
1: foresee in the future? To be a high level D1 basketball coach.
0: And with COVID 19 going on, how do you feel about a lot of schools not having sports right now?
1: I don't like it as a sports fan, but the safety of these kids come first. Because even though they're in college, these guys are still 18, 19, still teenagers, still kids. So the safety has to come first. much as we all love sports, the safety is the main priority. So if the kids are not safe traveling to go to D.C., then go to California, then we can't have it.
0: Do you think that the NCAA could have come up with an idea as the bubble to work for college students or not?
1: No, I don't think... I just think it's, it's too... It's just way too different. Because NBA is just worried about playing basketball. NCAA, you got school. You got the homework. You have to make sure you're, you're, re- you're reaching a certain GPA to play. It just... I don't think it would work. No. In a bubble sense. No, not at all.
0: Okay. Um, now, you see what happened when they um, postponed the games. As a black coach, what would you do... To explain to one of your students who came to you and be like why did the nba shut down or what's going on how do i handle it what advice would you give to a young young black man in your
1: program that us as a country we're going through a very hard time and to make it safe for not only us but for our fans as well basketball has to come to into a standstill until we can figure this thing out and i thought the nba did a great job with that we set out what three to four months They got a great thing running now in the bubble, have no cases. So
0: So you think that with the NBA sitting out and the NBA, um, what they did last week, that they're making a stance as an organization as the NBA? Say, okay, say, you know how the NBA took took all those months out to figure out the bubble, and then, you know, they shot... um, Jacob in the back. Yes. Um, and then the NBA took their stance. Does this show, like, from them taking the time out from the bubble and having that time to be together and work as an association together, yep. do you think that's what helped the NBA be behind their players?
1: Definitely. It showed a lot of unity, a lot of it, a lot of unity, which is very good, which is what we need. Like I said, NBA, it's a brotherhood. Regardless you guys compete every other day, end of the day, you guys are still brothers. At the end of the day, like, LeBron and Carmelo Anthony had a hard-fought series, but best of friends. So the brotherhood always comes first. Competition is always great, but after that, it's all love.
0: And that's what it always should be? That's what it always
1: should be. That's why I believe it always should be like that.
0: And how long have you played basketball or loved basketball?
1: Probably since the age of, like, 11. It was always football when I was younger. Football was always a little bit more my sport. Then the first time I actually went to Sackett Street Recreation Center played basketball, 10 on the team.
0: <laughs> Sackett!
1: That, that, that was it. That was it. That made me love basketball so much more.
0: And who is the reason you love coaching?
1: My cousin Coach Chris Love, honestly. He taught me the game so much more. I learned so much from him. Just watching him, playing for him as a player, and then coaching with him the last three years at Times 2 Academy, just learning so much from him made me want to be so much better to where eventually I can coach against him and then beat my mentor, and then I will be good to go.
0: Ooh, that's a tough job, boy, because Cousin Chris be bugging. I know I would never want to be his player. Mm
1: -mm. He's tough. Very (laughs) tough.
0: Very tough. Okay, so who is your favorite NBA player?
1: Currently or all-time?
0: Well, we'll start with currently.
1: Man, I am a big Aaron Gordon fan. He's not the best player in the NBA, but I've been a fan since high school. I showed minty days, so I can't just jump the bandwagon now. Why? But he's gotten better every year. Um, High-flying, great defender, not a bad jump shot. can do a little bit of everything. Pass the ball, averages about four or five assists. Just a great all-around player.
0: Do you think he has room for improvement?
1: I think everybody has room for improvement. But like I said, you want to see progression. And every year, his points have gone up. So it's like he's getting better.
0: Okay, so you say him. Um, anybody else that you see in these
1: playoff series that are standing out to you man lebron 35 years old year 17 we all seen the we all seen the poster last night oh jesus what got what can't that guy do honestly
0: yeah you know that's my guy even though uh they lost yesterday but it's okay you know we're gonna you think they're gonna bounce back
1: it's a game one fail-out. We gotta know. Let's look at the history of LeBron. Lost a Boston game one. Indiana Pacers when he was like game one. He loses game one, then comes back and just it's a wrap after that.
0: Do you think this series gonna go to game seven or no?
1: Houston gets one more win. This series over in six.
0: All right. So, who is your favorite player of all times?
1: Oh, Steve Nash, without a doubt, hands down.
0: Yes, it is. And why is Steve Nash your favorite player of all time?
1: Look what he did. So, no one thought he was going to be what he was. Little, small, scrawny little white boy from Canada. Expectations was not high. Became a two-time MVP. 90-50-40 club. Four times. The most ever.
0: Yeah, I can say as a kid growing up with you, you
1: always liked Steve Nash. Always.
0: So, with that being said, how do you feel about him becoming a coach for the Brooklyn Nets?
1: I think it's long overdue. He was one of the greatest one of the greatest playing guys we have ever seen. He was a great leader. He was a great player coach when he did play, so why not coach the basketball? Then you had Kevin Durant and Golden State and Kevin he was Kevin Durant's one of Kevin Durant's player skill coaches, so it's all gels right in. I think it's gonna be a perfect match. I'm not a fan of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. so I'm mad he went there, but I'm happy he's coaching.
0: Okay. Um I agree with him going there, especially to um, make Kyrie Irving a better plain god than he is. Um but you want I wanna talk about what Stephen Ace said about him getting the job being white privileged. Do you agree?
1: No. So what I I talked about this other day too as well on my Facebook, so it was kind of funny. So Jason Kidd also, his first year he retired the first year he retired, he got a job off the Brooklyn Nets. So I asked, was that white privileged as well? No one can give me a reason. And if you read what he said, he said the others passed it down. So if the others turned it down, how can it be white privilege? He was asked asked to get the job last. So I don't agree with it. I thought it was a comment that did not need to be said. And he contradicted himself and he caught himself later on in the day and tried to change his words.
0: And do you think what he said about what he meant about being privileged as saying that we don't have the same road as they do, do you think that was just for him to make it sound better than what he actually meant?
1: I believe it just made me try to make it sound better. I just thought it was very uncalled for, honestly. Because if you say what wasn't going on in society right now, what's happening with the shootings, would he, have, would he have said that? Probably not.
0: So if you take us, I mean, I feel as though in basketball, none of that should matter. You know, if you have the skill, if you have the ambition, the coverage, and you're ready to step up, and isn't Jay Z the owner? I believe he's pretty okay with Steve Nash uh, being the coach. Um, We'll see how it goes, you know, going forward. I would love to, I have to read up what Shop said and Skip, because, you know, them two are the funniest. Um, But (laughs) Skip drives me crazy. I have to definitely see what he said about LeBron last night. Um, But who do you see winning the East? Who do you see winning the West? And who's going to be the NBA champion
1: this year. And out of the East, surprisingly, Miami Heat. I'm East. going with the Heat. Miami Heat. My my, my boy JJ said it first. He caught this like, before the playoffs stop, Miami Heat will make the finals. And man, man, they are exposing the Bucks, exposing Giannis. That team overall just has a perfect fit. And Jimmy Butler and that them, dogs, them boys are dogs. He's
0: Yeah, he dogs. said they're diamonds in the rough.
1: They're dogs. I actually have Toronto and Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I have Lakers and the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. So you do see Toronto. I do see Toronto coming back and Boston. I think they're going to beat Boston in seven.
0: So you think that series is going to go to a game seven?
1: Yes, a game seven. Because
0: I think, you know, Van Fleet, he's been okay. He's not what he's been. But I think the next few games he's going to.
1: Stop going crazy. Between him and Siakam, man, Siakam has not had a good game yet. And that's something. I mean, you win by one with a last minute buzzer beater. You lose by three in game two with Siakam having awful games. Imagine when he does have a good game, and all Boston players are already playing at a high level. Boston doesn't stand a chance once he actually gets in his groove and finds it. I think they're gonna get Boston
0: okay so looking into next year do you think that this will continue with the bubble or you just don't know yet because we don't know
1: Uh, i'm praying it doesn't but it's hard to answer that because we really don't know what's going on especially if we do have another wave of the COVID-19 like they're suggesting we have so it's going to be interesting to see what happens i guess i'm just going to be a fan and wait
0: okay as a coach what would you say to the next kid not to lose interest uh, because there's no basketball being played to keep the love for a ball going, even though they're not physically playing in a game at school or AAU or recreational, whatever. What words would you give them?
1: This is the best time. Now you just get to work on your craft. This is even better. I like working on my craft even better than playing basketball games. Because you can work on your craft to get ready for the games, which makes you a way better player when the games do start to come. So I I love this right now. Cause now I see so many kids... Calling me, calling other coaches. Oh, let's go work out. Let's go work out. I love this. So this is it. This is this is my life, right? I love it.
0: And coaching, do you refer to history, like give them little history lessons, or where you got your skills from, or who's this more like doing certain drills?
1: Yes, I do. So I always tell my kids, like LeBron James, the best person in the planet, and he works out every day. So how can you guys, what you guys in high school? Junior sophomores take a day off. You got to work on your craft every single day to get to where you want to get. So I throw stuff like that out there. I always tell my kids, watch more college basketball than NBA because NBA basketball is more of a show than it is actual basketball. So I always tell my kids, watch the NCAA tournament when that happens because that's actually basketball. Coaching, it's basketball. There's
0: always a lot of upsets
1: in the watch madness. It's, but it's always coaching basketball. You see a lot of sets. You don't see too many sets in the NBA. It's always a dunk. Or pull up three-pointer from 30-foot. I was like, eh, NBA is only good for me in the playoff time.
0: So you don't really watch it regular season?
1: No, nah, that's like LeBron or Aaron Gordon's playing. But not really.
0: Oh, that's good. Well, it was nice to have you on Sports Talk with C. And I'll probably interview interviewing again towards the winter and see
1: where we are then. Perfect. Thanks for having me.
0: it is the semi-final round of the playoffs. First, I hope no team gets swept because I hate games like that or blowout games because it makes the playoffs boring. I need the commenters yelling bang and screaming buzzer beaters or not knowing until the last possession because it's the playoffs. These need to be fun, especially because we have no fans. But let's just talk about the Bucks and Heat series. Man, I wasn't expecting that. Not at all. I mean, the Heat's been balling like crazy and them boys are from the gutter. But I just, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting this type of beat down, you know. Um, I figured it would probably go to a Game 7 series, but I'm hoping that Sunday um, the Bucks can pull through and get one win. But we'll see because I know Giannis can't do it alone. Someone, anyone on the Bucks team with him need to step up. George Hill, I don't, I don't know, Leto, someone needs to come out with a sense of urgency, come out swinging, because the Heat want to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I remember when Jimmy Butler first had signed with Miami Heat, he had said, MFs are acting like I don't know how to play basketball. Like for real, for real. Hmm. I know them MF is now eating them words because they balling. But I know I want to see an Eastern Conference Finals: Boston and the Heat. So let's bring it to Boston and Toronto series. Thank God that series is tied up because. Being the defending champs, I didn't think they was going to go out like that. So like my cousin said earlier in the interview, he needed to see a game from Siakam. And on Saturday's game, well, win, I should say, he had a double-double. He finished the game with 23 points and 11 rebounds. Um, I want to know. So please, everyone, go to my Facebook page, Sports Talk with C, and let me know who do you have winning this series. Um, I want Boston to win because I would rather see them against the Heat. I would love to see Jason Tatum play in the Eastern Conference Finals game, series, I should say. Um, But let me know. Just know, guys, I'm rolling my eyes big time. Like, big time. Because the Lakers lost game one. I know LeBron... Always be losing game one, but still, Uh uh-uh. I wish I could call the bubble and be like, "Uh, LeBron, hello, what's going on? But I know that a game cannot be won just by LeBron. But I'm not going to take away from what um, Harden, Gordon, and Russ did because they finished that game combined with 83 points. But y'all did see the poster though, right? Sorry, Russ. Anyway, will they bounce back in game two? Of course they will. But I'm going to need for them not to come out like that anymore. And this series in six games so we can get ready for the Western Conference Finals. So let's talk about the Clippers and the Nuggets game. I know the Nuggets were tired because they played one hell of a game seven against the Utah Jazz, and it showed the fatigue. And I know the Clippers came out hitting that game, well, game one, and Kawhi ended that game with twenty nine points, and Morris, senior, his shots was falling that night. Like I, when I was watching the game, I felt like every shot he hit, winning every single time. Every time Um, he ended the game um, that night with 18 points. And after that game, I was like, nah, the Nuggets got that. Jokic is going to come out. Murray's going to come out next game. And they're just going to ball out like they have been balling. And boy, did they. Because in game two, the first half was all Jokic and Murray. Like, it was good to see them back from the series that I seen them against the Jazz. Um, But I know, like, going forward, like, in the third quarter, I believe combined Jokic and Murray only had four points. So against the Clippers, I know for a fact that they're going to have to keep coming for the whole 48 minutes. Um, And Kawhi didn't really have a good game that game. Um, I think he only had 13 points, I believe. Um, But what I do want to talk about is, with a minute and four seconds left, Beverly was tossed out the game. And I get it. As a ref, you do have a job. Um, You do have to follow the rules. I know I never want to be a ref. I never want that type of power, deciding the game, a call. No, I don't ever want that. Um, But... In that situation with the one minute and four seconds left, was it really necessary to throw them out? Like, I, you get one tech, you get another tech, you get thrown out. Those are the rules. But with the NBA being in the bubble and not having any fans, do you think that the refs are being more strict on all their calls? Because some calls they call, I've never seen them call that ever, or some calls they call. They will barely call it. So I want to know your opinions on that. Um, So, guys, I would like everyone, again, please go like and follow my Facebook page, Sports Talk with C. Um, Leave a message. Leave a comment, questions, reviews, if I should interview you because it's all fun and game over here with Sports Talk with C. And C's out.